But if you've got a Bible, uh, Mark 16 is where we're at. And before Tam reads to us, I was asking the Lord about what, what did he want to say to us this Easter time? And, and I just heard him saying three things. One is to live as those who, for who the resurrection matters. Because <laughs> it's God's power that raised Jesus from the dead. And so why do we think that when we pray, it doesn't matter? If we, if we knew the, if we lived and as we prayed for those the re- who the resurrection mattered, it would make all the difference and we will pray all the more for the kingdom to break in. The second is this, that uh, we're to be an Easter Sunday people. That we've got something to share. So often us in churches go around being miserable. Um, and sometimes we just, we kind of miss the joy of the resurrection. That sometimes we can completely put people off coming to know Jesus because we're miserable. And a sense of God saying Easter Sunday is about joy and we're to be an Easter Sunday people. And secondly, and thirdly, the third thing I, I felt the Lord saying to us is, Live as though sin is defeated. It's done. It's dealt with. And that means we go to the places that seem the darkest. We go to the places that Jesus calls us to go and bring the light of Christ into those situations. Nowhere is too dark for Jesus to go. And we as the light carriers into those situations, we as Jesus carriers into those situations are called to go are called to go and to go and to go and to go. And so in light of that, I wonder, Tam, would you like to uh, give us our reading? So Mark 16, 1 to 8, and it's from the New International Version. Jesus has risen. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that he might go to anoint Jesus' body very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise. They were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Thanks so much, Tam. These guys, these uh, women, went out when the Sabbath was over. The day of uh, God's special day was over. But for us, the special day had just begun. The day that Jesus was risen from the dead. The women went to the tomb expecting 
to find death, but instead found life. Jesus told them that he was going to rise again, but even still they went to the tomb with spices to see, uh, expectant to see a body. They went to anoint his body for death because in that warm Middle Eastern climate, three days later, it would have already started decomposing and, and would have started to smell. They were expecting death and decay. But they didn't expect to see the risen Jesus, even though they had been told that he would rise and go ahead of them into Galilee. It's interesting that the women were there. It's because the blokes were too scared. They wouldn't have gone to go and see the two. Again, the, the, the women go out of love, out of reverence. The blokes were too scared. They asked the question, who would roll the stone away? A stone large, large, immovable for, for those three women. They walked there to discover it had moved. And in its place was this young man dressed in white. And other Gospels tell us that, that this young person was indeed an angel. But Mark doesn't tell us that. He just says this young man dressed in white. And in Mark's language, uh, that's just hints for us to see that this is an angel. And they were alarmed. They had a little bit of a freak out. Well, probably for a number of reasons. Well, firstly, was that he's not supposed to be there. It's not really the place to hang out, is it, a graveyard? But there he is, heralding what was to come. The risen Christ gone ahead of him. He moved the stone and they were probably frightened by that because the stone had been moved probably by this angel. Who had the strength to do it? God only. And they were alarmed because it was an angel. They don't just rock up, do they? We see angels in the, in the New Testament at the beginning of the Gospels telling Mary that she was going to have a baby. And here we see the angels appearing to say to the women, there's new birth that's about to come. And we have it. We have it. Jesus risen from the tomb. But he's not there, is he? He's not there. The, the angel or the man in white says, don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. How much more did they need to, to hear those words? Even to the point of the angel says to them, well, look where they laid him. It's gone. He's not here. No one's nicked it, but he's risen again. Go and tell them. Go and tell, go and tell the rest of the, the 12. Go and tell the 72. Go and tell all the people who are in that upper room. We think around about 120 people. And guess what? He's, he also says, go and find Pete. Go and find Peter, the one who betrayed him. Marked out in this gospel, Matthew doesn't, doesn't say about Peter. But here, Mark says, even Peter too. That the one who betrayed him is now no longer there. Jesus has come to say, come as you are. Come even in the betrayal. It's all right. 
I'm alive. And he's going ahead of you, just like he promised. He's going to Galilee. He told you it was going to happen. And go, just get going. See, there's no time to linger at the tomb. The work is too great. There's no time to linger in the pain of the cross when the resurrection is before you. Get going, guys. Get going to Galilee because he's going ahead of you. For me, it makes uh, me feel really happy that even these guys got it wrong. These women got it wrong. The disciples got it wrong because I need constant reminding. I need constant reminding that he is risen from the dead and that makes all the difference. I need constant reminding that he loves me unconditionally and would die and rise again for me. I need reminding that he goes ahead of us and he goes ahead of me into the situations that I don't want to go into. But what's really interesting with these women as well is that they legged it. They didn't hang around for very long. They went. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. They were afraid because of what had just happened, that they might get caught by the, the people that were there. They were afraid out of the bewilderment of coming into contact with an angel and coming into contact with an empty tomb. And the one that they loved, the beloved one, the teacher that they'd been walking with for three years, wasn't there. They didn't hang around. The one we have been walking with for all of our lives is not dead, guys. He's alive. He's chasing after us. He's going ahead of us into the places that we don't want to go. Here, they, they said that they didn't tell anyone, probably the other people rather than all the other disciples, because the other gospels say they shared it with, with the three at least, because they were afraid. The first evangelists were afraid as well. I don't know about you, but that makes me also really pleased. Because sometimes I'm afraid to go into the places where Jesus asks me to go. I'm afraid of, of telling people out of their reactions to, to what the words they hear me saying are. But Jesus is alive. Jesus appears to them. Jesus tells them to go. I wonder what you think then. Ask yourselves uh, these questions. It's the ones I asked before, but it's that. Does the resurrection really matter to me? Paul tells us that if Jesus was not raised from the dead, then our faith is useless. So I wonder, does the resurrection really matter to you? Does it really matter to the people around you? Does it really matter to the church? Because if the resurrection matters, then we're going to be praying, then we're going to be sharing, we're going to be doing everything to tell people that we love and people that, that we want to get to know Jesus about it. That death is defeated. The one that they crucified is alive. Secondly is, are we living as those Easter Sunday people? Are we the ones that are the miserable ones that are constantly moaning? Or are we the ones that are completely open to sharing the gospel? Are we joy-filled? Are we people that are living in hope for what's going to happen because Jesus lives? 
Jesus was often called in the Gospels a glutton and a drunkard because he had the joy, the joy that set before him, shaming the cross and winning our salvation. Are we joyful? And thirdly, are we willing to go? Are we willing to go? These guys went to Galilee. Are we willing to go to Telford? Are we willing to go to Shropshire? Are we willing to go to the nation to make Jesus known? I hope that those are some of the things that, that we'll be doing in these coming months. Because the resurrection matters. Living as Easter Sunday people matters. And us being willing, willing to go out really matters. Just like those women, those first evangelists, we're called to go not just to stay, not to make a holy huddle, but to reach people with the things of the kingdom. Let's pray for a moment and, and ask the spirit to come and enable those things to happen. Father, thank you that you don't leave us as we are, but you sent your spirit on Pentecost, but you, you also breathed on your spirit on, onto those disciples that they wouldn't be afraid. And Holy Spirit, would you come and breathe afresh on us? Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Arrest our hearts. Arrest our minds. Holy Spirit, come and show us that the resurrection matters. Come and bring peace in this time. Holy Spirit, come and help us to live as Easter Sunday people people that are alive with joy and hope because we've surrendered our lives to you. You are everything we live for. And Holy Spirit, would you kick us out? Would you kick us out into the places that we need to go, where we're fearful to go, the places that we think is the furthest away from you? Because, Lord, that's where you are. You go ahead of us. And, Lord, we want to go ahead too. We want to go ahead of maybe where the rest of the church is at the moment. We want to pioneer new things. We want to reach out. We want to show your love, Jesus, to those around us. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you fill us afresh? And maybe uh, just now as we're praying, why don't you ask the Holy Spirit to come on you? Come and fill you afresh. Come and... Uh, minister to those places that that you need him to come holy spirit come holy spirit so lord of all life and power who through the mighty resurrection of your son overcame the old order of sin and death to make all things new in him grant that we being dead to sin and alive to you in jesus christ may reign with him in glory, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be praise and honour, glory and might, now and in all eternity, in Telford, in Shropshire, in the UK, in our lives and all those we love. Amen.